Welcome to another edition of Montana Values Podcast. I'm your producer, Mickey Lapp. Montanans, experts in social distancing since 1889. How we survive adversity is how we identify as Montanans. What does Montana life look like after the coronavirus? Let's find out together with our host, Tammy Fisher. So first, Tammy, let's say a big howdy-do to our friends over in Eastern Montana. We've been hearing from a lot of them since we dropped our podcasts last week. And it's been great to hear what's going on in Eastern Montana and that they like us. It's always good to be liked. But a great big, huge shout out to them, everybody over east of... East of Great Falls, mostly. Like we got Lewistown in there, which, by the way, is the geographical center of Montana, if you didn't know that. Geographical center. Isn't it like right in the dead smack middle? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a cornerstone there that is literally the geographical center of Montana. It's a great thing about Lewistown, among other things. There's lots of great things about Lewistown. Great cattle town. Great cattle town. Lots of folks actually from Bozeman are moving to Lewistown because Montanans feel somewhat pushed out of Bozeman. Still pretty reasonably priced. And Lewistown, as you know, is beautiful and has a great conflicts of rivers and stuff like that there. So anyway, that's a fun fact about Lewistown. They're actually gaining in population mostly because people are moving out of the more, more populous areas into Lewistown. So Lewistown is a great place if you haven't visited. They have hosted numerous times the Montana State Auctioneers Convention. We have some terrific auctioneer friends in Lewistown, the Shobes. In fact, Kyle Shobe is a world champion livestock auctioneer. Wow. Cattle auctioneer. Lewistown treated us very well when we spent time there for association meetings. And it's just a a terrific place to visit if you haven't been. Yeah. And so for those of us that live up in northwestern Montana, Lewistown is the start of eastern Montana to us. So everybody, Lewistown and East, we've heard a lot of great comments. We appreciate the feedback and also the criticism. It's been great. We've learned a lot from that. So great shout out to eastern Montana. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate that. We're here today to talk about what we're going to do in a post-COVID Montana. And I think we should first talk about how we're number one. Numero uno. We made it through number one state in the union. Certainly us Montanans, this is no surprise. But according to all of the data, we have made it through even surpassed Alaska and how we have handled the COVID crisis with respect to our death rate. Now, that doesn't discount our friends in Shelby who really suffered. That community suffered the most in this COVID crisis. They lost a number of residents. And that, of course, Tool County only has about 5,000 residents total. So it really hit that community hard. Their long-term care facility, unfortunately, had an outbreak there. And so I think they had six of the 15 or 16 deaths in Montana. Six of them were located right there in Toole County. So while we grieve for that county, we also need to recognize that Montana as a whole made it through COVID really well. And certainly we can't discount that there's going to be potentially another wave in the fall. This is kind of how viruses go, right? They fade out in the summer and then perhaps regroup in the fall. But what does our life look like on a go-forward basis? Who are we going to be? How have we changed? And how can we become number one economically coming out of this crisis as well. So we want to keep that winning attitude moving forward and all of those aspects of a solid plan economically moving forward. So we have some ideas. We'd like to hear your ideas too, but we'll talk about today what our ideas are for moving forward in the best way possible so that we can remain uniquely Montana and again, recognized nationally as number one. I think, Tammy, part of the reason why we came out on top is, of course, geographical location. 
Yeah. I mean, I think that what has really helped us is Montanans, as you say so eloquently, have been social distancing since 1889. We're good at it. We're good at not invading each other's personal space. And we also have the vantage point of we could see where the epicenter of this COVID was in New York City. And obviously, their people are stacked like cordwood on top of each other. We're not like that in Montana, but we also had the benefit of being able to watch what was going on there and prepare. And so I know many of us prepared before we were told to shelter in place by our governor. We were ready to hunker down. We're good at hunkering down because our weather extremes here force us to hunker down virtually every year. There's a time period where we go three to five days where we all kind of stay inside and can't go outside. And so what we had done to prepare for those things is basically we just re-upped that for the spring. It came naturally to us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I added a little bit to my hoarding syndrome, I will say. I certainly had enough food to get me through a year or two, right? Because I'm a food hoarder. I stocked up on everything. You know, the other thing that I did, because I didn't know what was going to happen, I always fear lawlessness and people in the streets, but I, I also stocked up on ammunition, stocked up on gasoline, made sure every vehicle had sufficient gasoline before the hunkering down began. So, you know, I added to all that survivalist stuff that comes so easy to us Montanans where we think, well, if we're on our own for an extended period of time, we're going to be prepared and we're going to outlive everyone else. So if the zombie apocalypse happened to hit, I was fully prepared. My family was ready to go. It's natural for us, though, to to do these types of things. This is part of our daily life. I, we just are seem to be always prepared. Yeah, absolutely. And in when you live in a state where we have more cows per square mile than we do people, you know, we become self-reliant. That's part of what a great Montana value we have. Part of the reason why we live in Montana is because we believe in self-reliance. We like our independence. We respect personal space, all of those kinds of things. And we kind of run solo from time to time during the winter. It doesn't mean we don't value community when we have it. It's just that we're also okay being independent and alone. So that worked really well. We have those wide open spaces. We have a really solid healthcare system. You know, I think when the legislature shored up especially our critical access hospitals, that was really helpful. So it gave them the opportunity to plan and come through this. They're going to be the hardest hit in this crisis because there's not going to be a bailout for our local critical access hospitals. So it's important that we continue to support that local health care as well. And I think that one of the big advantages Montana has, or at least this part of the nation, is time to adjust. Typically in Montana, we're about 10 days to two weeks behind of what's going on in the east. Yeah. I have a lot of friends east of the Mississippi. I know you do too. They were contacting me during the whole lockdown saying, you know, why are you guys doing so well? And my first response was always, well, they don't call it big sky country for nothing. Right. We have wide open spaces. Yes. There's been songs written about wide open spaces yes. and they're talking about Montana. Yes. That's who we are. That's We've got plenty of elbow room here. And it was definitely to our advantage. Yeah. And there are lots of places in Montana where folks live miles away from their neighbor, let alone kind of their town centers. I have friends that live 40 miles from the closest town. That's just how they live. That is their lifestyle. And so we're great at spacing out. We like it. It's to our benefit for sure. And so we could we could be cautious and prepare and develop a strategy, too, because we weren't the epicenter. So we could watch what was going on elsewhere and prevent us from being the epicenter. There wasn't a lot of folks who were flying from New York to Montana in the middle of the winter, right? And so we were able to really contain the outbreak. Anything that came through our borders, we were able to contain it. And you know, 
the places that have done the best are actually our sovereign nations. Our Native American reservations, they have done a phenomenal job. The tribes, they basically, I know that Rocky Boy and I believe Crow went into lockdown and said, nobody's coming onto the reservation who doesn't live here. And they, you know, they basically guarded the borders. It was awesome. And they they did that early on. I mean, they were just like on it. Absolutely. They did a phenomenal job. And so coming through it is, has been great. Now I do worry about their food supplies and stuff like that. Their, their ability to get all of their food supplies and stuff like that. So as we open up, we want to make sure that we're supporting our friends and neighbors and fellow Montanans with the various Indian tribes. Another reason why Montana may have taken the blue ribbon in this regard is we were one of the first states to act. Yes. We acted quickly. And I think with a strategy that made sense at the time. You know, I'm not necessarily fully supportive of the the reopen strategy. I'm not sure that it's as well thought out as I would hope it to be. But I think that by and large, the shutdown strategy was really very good. We were proactive in that respect. Some folks think we were overreactive. However, we did an awesome job of flattening the curve because I think we're so proactive early on. I also, you know, again, it goes to our nature as well. The question is, as we reopen, what does a post-COVID world look like for us? And how do we make sure that our friends and neighbors who have been shut down for weeks can reopen their stores, can get back to business, and how can we best support them? And I think the most important thing for us to learn from this COVID crisis is we were our own best friend. The reason why we're number one is Montanans are their own best friend. And so we need to be the best friend of our fellow Montanans and make sure that we shop local. And that means everything from your meat supply. If you've noticed that with the packing plants closing down in South Dakota and other states, it has thinned out the meat supply at grocery stores. Well, Montanans are great because we can pivot and we can say, then we're going to just go to our local butchers. And we have great local butchers in Montana. You know, they've taken care of our game meat for years, for those of us that don't butcher our own, but both for our pork and beef supply. And obviously, we have co-ops for vegetables and fruits. If you haven't joined a co-op, make sure you do because that supports local farming and local industry. But also, we have a lot of mom and pop grocery stores. So many of us like to shop at the chain stores because I'm good. It's, you know, a stop and go. Essentially, you stop once. But you got to start thinking about those mom and pop grocery stores that are open just to service a community, maybe a small community or an ancillary service provider that are barely hanging on, but they might have some specialty goods that keep the doors open. I know that I shop at the Lakeside grocery store quite frequently because I know it's locally owned and I try to buy everything I can from there. And it's a fabulous store. Yeah, it's a great store. (laughs) They do not take American Express. So remember that, folks. But they take every other form of cash and payment. And I really value the experience at those local grocery stores, too. Montana seems to have a, a high concentration of small hobby farms, organic farms, grass fed livestock production that are on a smaller scale. And so we're we're sort of uniquely positioned to be able to do that, to buy local, stay local. And that goes to how do we compete with Amazon and Omaha Steaks? And that's buy local, stay local. That's yeah. the solution for that. Yeah, I think the way we compete with that, I mean, Amazon has seen their stock go through the roof. Jeff Bezos, isn't that the guy that owns it? Despite being a philanderer, it looks like he's going to be <laughs> one of the first trillionaires. I, I think 
that we need to be our own Amazon. You know, there's a reason why we were number one in pulling through this crisis, but we need to be thoughtful about all of our business owners. If they have an online presence, order from them. And I know you think you get a great deal from Amazon because you don't pay shipping, but you do pay shipping. It's just wrapped into the cost of the goods. And so is it more important for Montana to survive and thrive by paying maybe a buck more for a good that we can get from a fellow Montanan versus somebody from Zimbabwe through Amazon? I think we're better off. I think we're better off as a state and it feels better to help our local vendors. I know that I purchase what's called the last best box. I'm a subscriber to that. You can find it online and it's all Montana made products that are sent to me. And it's kind of like a Montana care package. It's 40 bucks a month, which is reasonable to me in with respect to the quantity and caliber of goods that I'm getting. And it's all Montana made products that are shipped to my door every month. That's a bargain. It is a bargain. And it's great because you see Montana vendors that you otherwise wouldn't know were in existence. And it's anything from food stuff to beauty products to cards, art, those kinds of things. And I know it's one of my favorite things that I get every month delivered to my door. That's a great tip. I I think the takeaway today would be buy local, stay local, but also the promotion of local and state products is key. Yeah, absolutely. And for our businesses in Montana that don't have an online presence, we really recommend you get an online presence because folks like us like to look for Montana made everything. And so, and if we have, if I have a local vendor that I can easily get items from, I, if it's as easy as clicking on my phone to get it, I'm more likely to do it. And there's a willingness to do that. So it does force a lot of us to become more innovative in how we advertise and sell our products. But I think that we'll come through this just fine as long as there's an ease of access and getting those goods from our Montana friends. So buy local, stay local, support your local butcher, your local grocer, keep doing all the things we have been doing, and we're going to stay on top, and we're going to come through this and be able to take first spot on the podium when it's all over. Absolutely. Let's just keep Montana being Montana. It's the best place to live and raise your kids, raise your family. Let's keep it the best state. You've been listening to Montana Values Podcast. Check us out on our website. MontanaValuesPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find our podcasts on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Drop us an email at MontanaValuesPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <music>